0: everyone and welcome to An Everyday Girl's Reminder. I'm your host, Vanessa Malou, and on today's episode, we actually have a very special guest, Tara O'Donnell, Chop Junior Champion, entrepreneur, chef, and my best friend who happens to live right next door. Welcome to An Everyday Girl's Reminder. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course, anytime. Okay, so I just wanted to have a little chat with you because you are an everyday mm-hmm. girl. We go to the same high school, live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. But you've also done so much so far at 17. Thank you. It's a yeah. lot. I know you have done a couple other podcasts before, mm-hmm. and you won Chop Junior, so you were on TV. Yes. Um I think that's super cool. So what was that experience like? Tell me everything. Um, well, I have always been interested in the culinary industry and cooking since a very young age. Um, it was a big hobby of mine. And then when I Uh, turned 12 I competed on chop junior which is um, a cooking competition on the food network and I won and since then that's kind of turned a hobby into more of a career and a passion Um, so I started my own catering business which is Terrace tasty table Um, I shadow I've shadowed multiple chefs in the Dallas-Fort Worth area worked in some restaurants and yeah, it's just been a big passion of mine, and it's grown over the years into more of a um, a passion for business and travel and hospitality, that kind of thing. Yeah. So talking about that really quickly, you and I are both going to be going to college. Yeah. Very, very soon. And so um, tell me about the path you want to take and how you want to get there, where you want to go. Yeah. And if yeah. we're going to be roommates or not. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um. Yeah, so like I said, I've always been really interested in cooking. Um, but as I've grown up, um, definitely it's switched into more of like the business side. And so I think that the best path for me is a degree in hospitality and business, which is honestly like the best of both worlds because it brings the culinary industry um, together with business. And with that kind of degree, there's a lot of opportunities like Real estate and um, like the stock market and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I think it'll take me far and definitely really passionate about it. So yeah, that's super interesting. So I want to do something completely opposite than that. I want to <laughs> go into the medical field. So yeah. I've been thinking about surgery or anesthesiology, something really big. But you, you and I both are taking paths that. Maybe. Yeah, I think something that we really bond over is um, how driven we are. Yes. And a lot, I think there's like two types of teenagers the ones that really don't know what they want to do. And that's completely okay because there's a whole world out there. And, you know, people that are in their late 60s still don't know what they want to do. But I feel like us, we've got, we've found a passion and um, we do take more difficult classes and we do really want to go places yeah like and we know where we want to go for sure i think that's something that is like a big part of our friendship which i really value yeah big time i think i wanted to know i wanted to go into the medical field since i was about six when my parents brought Mm -hmm. home those little you know those fake doctor kits that you get for kids that are like the (laughs) stethoscope and the little blood pressure thing i would not stop checking my dad's temperature (laughs) every day i check it probably three times a day yeah. Um, and so since then I've kind of known, and I think that's definitely something really lucky to have, because yeah, I don't, I sure. don't really see myself anywhere else right now. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I get, I get that a lot, and I, I'm sure you do too, where people are like, "Wow, that's amazing that you know what you want to do." Yeah. And I think this kind of goes into more of like, you know, like feminism and that kind of thing. Sometimes we might feel like trapped and feeling like, yes, I think. <clears throat> yes people do look at men as kind of like the leaders of the families but I think also they look on women like you really have to go somewhere to prove it and like that kind of thing yeah sometimes it's a lot of pressure when we know what we want to do and it's kind of like that's that's a lot of pressure on us to really make it big in our fields where in the medical industry and business it is mainly led by men exactly so it's tough yeah it's tough yeah. So speaking on that, I was going to say that, you know, sometimes people think that knowing what you want to do is all, you know, sunshine and rainbows mm-hmm. and happy doodah. But sometimes it can be a lot of pressure. And I know yeah. you and I both, especially this past year, if you guys don't know, junior year in high school can be quite a ride. And you and I both took some very difficult classes. Yeah. Um, and uh, especially me, I ended up putting myself in a position where I was not getting any sleep, probably two to three hours maximum. Mm -hmm. Um, I had like locked myself away. And at lunch, we have a club called Circle of Friends. And towards the beginning of the year, I used to be pretty present and I used to go and, you know, spend time with the kids in there. But as the year went on and classes got harder, even if I didn't have anything to do, if I didn't have to go to tutoring or anything like that, I'd just lock myself away in a teacher's classroom and do homework. Mm -hmm. And so I think that knowing what I want to do and wanting it so badly can sometimes almost be like a little cage because you feel like this is it for you and you have to do everything you can to get there. Yeah and um So, like I said, I've always been really interested in cooking. And for a while, a chef was the career that I wanted to take. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I get a lot of like, oh, are you going to own a restaurant? Or, oh, are you going to continue with your catering business? And yes, I do really enjoy cooking. And I do, um, yeah, I do really enjoy it. But it's kind of more... It's kind of gone back to being more of a hobby now. And I see myself more in business, hospitality, like hotels, travel, that kind of thing. So I don't necessarily, you know, yes, I might have a blog or a cookbook or something, but... Mm -hmm it's not really the same passion so yeah definitely you can feel trapped when you know what you want to do but it's kind of it always changes it yeah. does change like for you maybe you know you didn't always want to be an anesthesiologist no. didn't want to be like a neurosurgeon yeah. or cardiovascular yeah. or I didn't like know that. exactly what surgeon I wanted to be but I did know that I wanted to go into surgery and I actually still do but my thing is is that um and my friends know this really well, is that my high school career, my high school life was kind of spent in a little bubble. I had just recently had my first relationship. I went to my first few football games just this year mm-hmm. um, because I would always make an excuse that I have to do this or I have to do that. And um, I worry that being a surgeon Those hours, because I do know that I wouldn't want to specialize. I'd probably want to go into emergency medicine. Mm. Would be a lot of hours taken away. Not really a schedule. Exactly, and so I, I really do want to like learn from that and spend the rest of my life, you know, doing things that I also enjoy and having some sort of balance. And the statistics show that usually, being being a surgeon, that's not really the best route, especially being an emergency surgeon. Mm. So. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? Is that like every single day is a new experience. And I think going through high school as girls itself was just something that taught us so many different lessons. And yeah. And one of them was that I know what I want out of life now, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that's great. Yeah. No, I get that. <clears throat> so speaking of relationship, you and I both had our first relationships. <laughs> yes, um, we did. This year. And... Unfortunately, they they did not work out for us, and we wish them the best. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> yes, if you're listening, yeah, love yeah. you, care about you. <laughs> yes, but um, tell me about like you know that kind of progression into your relationship and how kind of living yeah, life. So, um, it was a fun high school relationship, you yeah. know, like nothing crazy. Um. We met in chemistry class actually, and we dated for about <laughs> eight. The irony. Chemistry and chemistry. Um, we dated for about eight months. We were friends for I'd say like a solid year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just things didn't really work out. We were just you know different people. Um, he graduated early while I was still a junior, so I was like like Vanessa touched on like I was in a really a tough year with a lot of pressure a lot of work to do a lot of stress and I just needed like a fun lighthearted relationship but he was also like applying for colleges and you know yeah. he was going trying to get a really solid job so he was going through a lot too so it just didn't work out um and that's okay you know that just it is what it is it happens but I think we're both thankful for having our first little high school relationship and yeah. you know I'll tell my kids about it and that kind of thing. And like both of us, we work really hard in school. We've got interests outside of school, but it's nice to be able to still maintain like a semi-normal high school experience with yeah. like a boyfriend and being in clubs and that kind of thing. Oh so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, super fun. And you and I both actually dated seniors in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my ex-boyfriend at the time did not wasn't graduating early, but he was also working on college applications and things like that when we first started dating, and I had known him for a couple years since I moved to Dallas, Texas. But I'd never really thought of him like that. So we'd see each other on and off at like church functions and different little things. But um, over time, it just again that age gap isn't much and that year gap isn't much, mm-hmm. but. I feel like juniors and seniors in high school are in very, very different places yeah, in life. Yeah, for sure. It's one year, but it's a big difference. Yeah, and especially once they finish um, college applications, they just kind of have to mm-hmm. wait on those, like, results, but while they're waiting, I I had taken two SATs, I was in four AP classes, and life went on for me, so it just kind of happened to be that things, you know, didn't work out. But I think I'm also, like Tara said, very grateful to have that first relationship while I was still in high school mm-hmm. because I definitely learned a lot. Again, those experiences every day. They teach you so much. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so going back to your, you know, work mm-hmm. and your passion, um, I want to ask you if you've ever faced, like upfront sexism Mm -hmm. or just like somebody ever telling you that you like won't make it because you're a girl or because of your age even I mean you were 12 when you won chopped junior yeah That is very very young and people may not take that as seriously yeah for sure no um so I when I won chopped junior I was 12 and um then after after winning I kind of used that as like a thing to publicize a catering business which i had always wanted to start um so i've done multiple like catering events and i've gone to some um really awesome restaurants in the dallas fort worth area and shadowed chefs and worked there for the day just to gain experience and definitely because of my age not taking us seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, The best experience that I had was actually the Grape Restaurant, which is in downtown Dallas. Really, it's an awesome restaurant. Mm. And the head chef there was a female. That's the only restaurant that I have been to where the head chef was a female. And she gave me a list of different things that she needed me to make that day and then the recipes that went because obviously it's individual to that restaurant. And that day I just I had free range to the pantry, and I could just make make what they told me to make, and that was the best experience. Um, I've probably been to maybe like five other restaurants, and they've all um, been led by men as the mm-hmm. head chef and executive chef, and they were n- not nearly as um, as a good experience for me. Yeah. So I think that that goes to show. Um, and when I w- when I won Chop Junior. Um, a lot of people were saying, oh, I bet your bubbly attitude and sweet smile, yeah. um, your cute little girly attitude towards it helped you win, which that is totally not the case. And if any of you listening have watched Chopper Junior, it is completely based on cooking. It's nothing to do with um, your appearance or your um, how you are on TV. It's nothing to do with that. It's just cooking. Yeah. So yeah, my appearance and my cute little, like,
1: bubbly <laughs> attitude
0: and smile had nothing to do with it. Yeah. So, yeah. And you would think they wouldn't say that about, you know, if it was a guy who won because, you know, yeah. you can't exactly say would, their, their charm made them win. Like, well, they've never would, heard they'd, that before. They'd probably say, oh, he was really, like, for such a young age, he was really tough in the kitchen. Yeah. Look at him. Look at look him, him go, going for yeah. it. Yeah, but then for girls, it'd be like, oh, I love how cute and, you know, simple she did everything and that's not that's not how it is that's yeah not and fair. especially with chopped I know it's also by like pure skill if you watch that show you get a basket mm-hmm. full of ingredients that you have no clue what they are some of them can yeah. be brutal like I've seen old banana peels like the butt ends of bread loaves like yeah. like you know you have to be creative and good enough in the kitchen to be able to make something edible out of those things you know yeah and so you would think think that the credit goes where it's due, but it's not. What about that story you told me when you were catering for a charity yeah, event? So not, it wasn't directly towards me, mm-hmm. but um, probably like the worst and the most shocking experience that I've had with sexism was I was working at a catering event. Um, I think it was a, f- a few years back now, but I believe it was for a charity, which is called um, The Giving Gardens which um, they are an organization that build gardens at um, different schools. And I think it's mainly in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but it might be um, throughout the nation. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was this big charity event. There was maybe like, I want to say two to 300 people. And there was eight courses and they had well-known chefs in the area come and make a different each one did a different course and there was eight courses seven of which were um made by males and then there was one female which i was her head or her main sous chef her name is jennifer basil she's a really great chef um and so she was the only female and she was given the entree which she had told me before she was like this is so exciting that the one female has been given the entree because that's the most important Mm -hmm. um and anyways She was in the back cooking or something and I was, um, I forget what I was doing. I think I was just like, like cleaning up plates or I was doing something. And um, of course I was being very quiet because I was young and just a sous chef. And there was two men, um, two of the head chefs that were across this little island and they were whispering and they said, I can't believe she's been given the entree. Um, she thinks she's all that women will never make it in this industry that to me is just like like so first of all like ridiculous obviously right outright outrageous but also when you think about it like you were telling me so going back to a little bit of history um the domestic sphere for women has always been at home And, you know, you've heard the phrase, you belong in the kitchen, or go make me a sandwich, that sort of thing. Yeah, women are only good for cleaning, Mm -hmm. babies, And And cooking. Yeah. And you would think that this industry would allow some room for women to shine and make it big. And you wouldn't hear those types of comments because, you know, technically, according to certain people, women do belong in the kitchen. But to hear that is just like, that's not how it is anywhere at this point there's no wiggle room for us to make it big and have our moments to shine yeah like you hear about acts of sexism and you know and just like um discrimination based on gender and yes it is true but it's really crazy when you have like a firsthand experience Mm -hmm. I was just standing there and I was like oh my god I can't believe what I just heard This just absolutely insane that somebody would think that just be say something as women will never make it in this industry and that goes for every industry and I think there is a fundamental belief instilled in men in a higher place of like a superior position that women will never get there yeah and it's absolutely ridiculous well even about so I um shadowed or kind of interned at a hospital for two weeks and over there, um, I had an a firsthand instance of sexism. Not to me because obviously they knew I was just there to you know observe and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, the head of the ER at Baylor Scott and White is a lady, and she's amazing. She's a lady boss. I love her. Um, and the ER, let's just make it very very clear, is the one of the most difficult places to be in in the hospital. Emotionally, physically, you were always on your feet. And she went in the room and, um, you know, it was this person who had like, I don't even know. I don't don't even know if I'm supposed to say actually. But um, uh, she went in the room to, you know, talk to the patient and he goes, okay, so um, how long is it going to take for the doctor to come in? Mm -hmm. And you're just sitting there and you're like, and she goes, I am the doctor. And in the medical industry and field, it's it's assumed that women are nurses. And then, you yeah. know what? It can go the other way around. I've seen a lot of uh, videos of male nurses being told, okay, uh, you know, why are you a nurse? Like, yeah. That's, that's a job for women. And it's like... No. Is it really? Like, when did we start designating jobs to genders? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And why? That's a great way to say it. When did that... when and how and why did that start and it's not okay yeah and again in an industry where if you go back to the sphere of influence the domestic sphere of influences in history it was told that women are good at taking care Hmm. and so typically women were nurses and doctors especially during times of war and now you progress on in time throughout society and again there's no place and so it's just it again very contradictory, and you would think that you know the people in history who say that sort of thing would have some sort of consistency with it, but no, nope, mm-hmm. not how it works. Yeah, and I just think it's that's not very practical. Yeah, is it? it's not. You okay. know? Um. Ooh, man, I am. I'm like exhausted from talking about that. That's, about. That's a lot. That's a heavy subject. It's pa- it like we can get passionate about it because it's it's real. Yeah, it's, it's, real. it's very, 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 very real. Um, but just onto a little light hearted subject. <laughs> Again, this podcast is not always going to be about you know. Um, women empowerment and just kind of sticking to that. We also want to have a little bit of girl talk and keep you guys entertained and having fun. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about TikTok. What? I'm very Bro, very I serious. Right over now. My life. I know. So <laughs> if you guys don't know. I'm probably releasing these episodes um, way later than I'll have planned to because of a lot that's going in the world, going on in the world right now. Currently, uh, we're in the midst of a pandemic and we are also. In the middle of um, mm-hmm. Blind Lives, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter movement. And, you know, those are very, very important things and never would want to take away from that. So we'll be releasing those episodes later on. Mm-hmm. But it is in the present, this episode we're talking. Yeah. So, um, wait, why did that relate to TikTok? Why did I talk about that? I'm not too sure. You know what? Um, I'm not sure either. I think well, this is kind of different, but this is going with like feminism, feminism and stuff. Yeah. And I've had to unfollow some people on TikTok because it's like hard to see them like dancing and bathing suits oh. and stuff. And you're just like, wow. And you read the comments, and it's like people are commenting, um, how do I, I even dare to like eat how, today? Yeah. Or, why am I breathing? Yeah. And that kind of thing. Or um, I guess I'll stop eating now or something like that. And that's so toxic. I know it's such a toxic environment. So yeah. And I love to dance and I love making, you know, little TikTok dances, but, um, always in the back of my head, I'm usually thinking of a certain person Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I want to look exactly like her. I want to dance like her. I want to be like her. Um, and you just wonder like right now we've all been staying inside oh that's why i talked about it we've all been staying inside and so you know our forms of entertainment have very much evolved um tiktok and netflix instagram all of those things have kind of taken place of people in our lives mm-hmm. and i noticed myself just wanting to change change my body change how it look yeah tiktok can be a very fun place to be so can instagram so can youtube so can netflix but these unrealistic beauty standards yeah. have gotten to me. I have just been wanting to make the biggest change. Yeah. And I think even bef- like, just in everyday life, I find myself setting unrealistic beauty standards for myself. I think yeah. so many people, even men, do this. Yeah. Um, But I think it really falls on women in this day and age that... We feel that we have to look this certain way or do this or eat like this or something like yeah. that. And I will never be able to do that just because of my body type or just because of my situation. Well, oh you know, yeah, biologically too. Higher higher and faster metabolisms, slower metabolisms. Yeah. Um genetics play a big role into it. It's a lot. Yeah, for sure. And um I think also it it's just I've come to a realization that I can't seem to win, you know? Yeah. It's like you know if you're if you look a certain way it's not right but then if you go the extreme opposite it's not right if you're in the middle you're probably getting like comments from both sides of both extremes yeah and so how about we just stop setting unrealistic beauty standards because it's not even about affording plastic surgery or affording a gym membership affording Mm -hmm. healthier food choices or options healthier as in what you know people say is healthier or better for you um because it's not just about that it really isn't and yeah I do believe that living a healthy lifestyle is good yeah Um, it is proven you know eat your fruits and vegetables and that kind of thing yeah but you know sometimes I just feel like so much pressure to do this or look like that and that's just it's sad it's sad that we've done that to ourselves I know Okay, so a little bit about high school realities. Mm-hmm. Let's talk because if you're listening and you've just started high school or even if you've passed high school, maybe things have changed a little bit. Um, maybe you aren't even close to being in high school, but you're scared or worried that you know things might be a little a little more difficult than you expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, as a girl, a teenager in high school who takes certain classes, I, I didn't really experience some of the, you know, how they make it seem in movies. Like, she fell on the floor, and all of a sudden, you know, people are laughing at her and things like that. Yeah. Um, my high school experience was very, very uh, day-to-day, like, normal schedule set. But I think I've witnessed some people, some girls especially, like, living that movie life. Mm -hmm. And just to talk about that a little bit, talk about your high school life, like day-to-day, like how it was for you, any challenges, any really great things that you enjoy? Like, just Um, spill it. I have have loved being in high school. I, again, I think this is something similar. We enjoy school. Like, it's not that it consumes our life, but it definitely is an important part. And I do well at school. I enjoy taking harder classes. I enjoy learning. I enjoy pushing myself. Um, so yeah, I definitely I definitely like to take AP classes. Um, I find myself being bored in regular classes, just that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be hard sometimes to find like a school life balance, I guess oh, is how we sure. should put it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I find myself just getting way too stressed out or letting it consume my whole day and that kind of thing. But um, for anybody that's in high school right now or going to be in high school, um, I think it's important to join clubs, um, put yourself out there and make more friends. But then also try to take pre-AP and AP classes because not only is it good for school, but it helps you understand kind of like a, a... a deeper understanding of the real world and there's just it's it's a higher intellectual level that I really value and enjoy so for sure that kind of thing um but yeah like we like we said we both have had boyfriends and we we're in different clubs Mm -hmm. and we have a really great friend group and oh for sure yeah it's important to find a good balance I don't think so I was very much like a bit of a loner before high school. And when I hit high school, I met some of my best friends. And that has not changed. Not one bit. In the four years I've been in high school, um, you know, my friends have... I, I found people that I genuinely connect with and yeah. stood and by my side. And we're all pretty different. Yeah. I would say that we're very different. We have different goals, all of us. Mm-hmm. And so just for your, you know... Uh, settlement of the mind, I guess you could say. I did want to add this into this episode because we are two high school girls talking and it may seem like we sound very mature or, or I don't know, it's up to you to decide what you think, but <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's a journey. Enjoy it. Let it take you there. And I think high school finds a way to kind of sort you yeah. almost into... Places that you belong, you will find somewhere where you belong. Oh yeah, I am complete. I, not a completely different person, but I am very different from my first day on freshman year because yeah. I have learned and grown a lot. Yeah, a lot. Okay, so we are running out of time so (laughs) just to um recap we've talked about high school boyfriend's workplace because my 17 year old best friend has a whole business Mm -hmm. you should go check her out by the way her catering business is tara tara's tasty table yeah i have a website which is www.tarastastytable.net Okay. And that's perfect. And this is your reminder that you can do what you want to do. I have living proof right here that (laughs) you can be pretty darn awesome being a girl, um, as well as being at a certain age. And I hope that all of you have a great day, afternoon or night, whenever you're listening and don't forget that you are you and there's a reason. And I hope you all enjoy this episode.